everybody. We're so incredibly excited. It's Sabbath Sunday. Earl and Onika here. We're thrilled you're here too. We hope you're having so much fun with your friends and family gathering. You're probably full from all the food you've been eating or cooking while you're watching this video. But no matter what, we're just glad that you're here. We have something so special in store. Now we know there's so many friends and family you've maybe never been a part of Shoreline City. Just want you to know we're glad that you're joining us today. You're part of our family today. Yes. And we're all going to grow. This is our Sabbath Sunday. The last Sunday of every year, we take it out and say, hey, God, this is your church. Yep. You're the one that's in charge. So we actually don't meet in any buildings. We're just meeting in all of our different homes and apartments with our family, literally all around the world. Even all of our campuses are together today. That's right. I love it. So I'm incredibly excited about what God has in store for each of us. Well, get ready. You're about to hear an awesome message by this guy, well, my favorite person, my husband. You're my favorite person. So take out your notebooks, your pens, your papers, your phones, all the things that you take notes on and be leaned in and get ready. It's already gonna be awesome. I'm incredibly excited to share this message with you today. Uh, again, I pray that your hearts are filled with so much anticipation. At the beginning of this year, 2019, uh, we, we started with a message, and it was called Get Your Spirit Back. Uh, some of those folks who are a part of our church family and have been here for a little while, you might remember this message. Uh, I know it really encouraged my heart. I pray it did the same for you, but we just talked about how it was necessary for us as we were beginning the new year to come into it with the right spirit. I mean, really, how, how was your 2019? Was it everything you wanted it to be? Or was it way worse? We were sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner table not too long ago, and all of us were talking about our years and talking about the ups and downs of life. And, and most people were talking about, man, this 2019 has been a rough year. I think there was maybe one person that said it was their favorite year and their best year. And if that's your story, we don't like you. Kidding, kidding. Of course, we like you a ton. We love you. We're happy that 2019 was fantastic for you. But there's a ton of us. Man, we are ready to be done with 2019 and step fully into 2020. But we want to make sure we step into it correctly. We want to make sure we come into this next season, this next year of our life, a brand new decade. Some of us maybe thought we would never even make it this far, but the grace of God has carried us all the way to this point. And since God has brought us this far, why don't we just go ahead and step into 2020 with every ounce of faith and hope and strength that God has for us. Uh, let me read this scripture to you from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7. It might be familiar for some of us. It says, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Some of your Bibles or some of you may have the scripture memorized as God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of self-discipline or a sound mind. God did not give us a spirit of fear, a spirit of cowardice, a spirit of timidity, a spirit where, where you and I run and hide, a spirit where you and I quit. He did not give us a spirit that makes us lie down and just take it like a man or take it like a woman and, and think our lives are just going to end up in the pit and be there forever. He did not give us a spirit that makes us look at life as if the glass is half empty, but instead he gave us a, a spirit of power, love, sound mind. I, I love this idea of a spirit of, a spirit of power because I, I remember my first car. Uh, it was a 
19, I can't remember what it was. It felt like a 1921 uh, and not a classic car. It was a Toyota Starlet. I mean, this thing was this big. And I, I in, in high school, I got this car. I think it cost maybe $600. I didn't care. I was just happy to have a car. It was a stick shift. I didn't know how to drive a stick shift. It had a wooden bumper. So if somebody hit me, I don't know what would have happened to me. This car was terrible. It was so small. Me and my friends would pile into this car all the time to go play basketball. I don't know how we got five people in the car, but somehow we did. But it was a terrible car. It would break down and... I remember needing to, get, needing to get a jump. And maybe you've been here before where your, your battery's not working and you need to borrow some power from another car. You need to ask someone else if they will, we, they will let these cables connect with their car so that these cables can then connect to your car so then your car can get started. And the scriptures here are telling us that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of, of power. The ability to do what God is asking us to do. And I want you to know that, that you and I, in and of ourselves, we're like a dead battery. We're like my 19-whatever car, Toyota Starlet with a wooden bumper. Maybe barely making it to school or barely making it to work or barely making it through our marriage or barely making it uh, through our thought life or barely making it through life. And you and I need something that does not come from ourselves. We can't jump ourselves. We can't give ourselves the power. What you and I need to do is get connected to some power that's greater than us. We need to get connected to some power that's beyond us. And my friends, that is the spirit that you and I received when we gave our hearts and our lives to Jesus Christ. You and I did not get a spirit of fear, but you got power. You got connected to a car that's bigger and stronger and better and everlasting and ever to, from everlasting to everlasting. And my friends, his name is Jesus. And I'm so grateful that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you and I right now. So again, if your 2020 has been filled with muck and mire and mess and junk and ups and downs and people sliding into your DMs or individuals talking about you behind your back or bosses or coworkers or friends of yours that you thought would be with you forever and they're no longer there and you feel like you're running on empty. I just need you to know in Jesus, you and I have a spirit of power, but not just power. He says love. I, I, I like this word a lot. All we need is love. I don't even know who sang that song, but it can kind of sound sweet, right? Kind of like butterflies and, I don't know, a beautiful open field that's filled with blue bonnets. And I'm sure there's an element of love that, that kind of looks like that. But there's also some elements of love where, where, where it causes you to stand up. Some elements of love that causes you to have a backbone. I don't want to talk about the love that's, that's kind of uh, soft and, and cuddly and sweet. Can I for a second talk about the love that's like a weapon? The love that has the power to tear down strongholds. The love that's willing to look darkness in the face and say you will not be there forever. The, the type of love that will look at an individual that is caught in sex trafficking and say, hey, uh, son, daughter, you don't have to stay here forever. I'll give up my life for you. I'll fight for you. I'll, I'll lay down my life for you. I'll give money for you. I'll give time for you. I'll give my skills and my talents for you. The type of love that looks at individuals that are lost and broken in our world and says, hey, 
I'll be the one to stand in the gap. The type of love that has been displayed for generations in the church and through individuals throughout our society that have been willing to say, hey, enough is enough. I don't know about you, but I'm looking at our world and I see all the discord. I see all the division. I see individuals going back and forth with each other. And I do believe all we need is love, but not just some cuddly love. We need some people that are willing to walk with the spirit of love that is found in Jesus Christ. And that's the type of love that lays down your life for your enemies. That's the type of love that takes a hit on this cheek and gives them the other cheek. It's a type of love that says, you want, to walk, you want me to walk with you one mile? I'll go with you two miles. It's a type of love that says, if you talk bad about me, I'll still pray for you. It's a type of love that does good to those that hurt you. It's a type of love that is willing to say, hey, when all hell is breaking loose, I'll still stand here and I will still trust God and I'll still believe God. It's the love that's a weapon. That's the type of love, that, that's the spirit that you and I received. This is why we, we do outlandish things, like believe God for $700,000 as a church. Love motivates us to do this. This is why we have our heaven to earth offering. This is, there's no one getting rich here. There's no one taking this money and going to do something uh, 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 illegal with it. What we're doing is we're saying we want to leverage every dollar, every penny, every nickel, and want to say, God, use this money to advance the cause of Jesus Christ. Take our hard-earned cash. Take our blood, our sweat, and our tears, and we don't want to just spend it on ourselves. We want to use it to bring hope and life and healing to a world that's around us. All we need is love. Yeah, it's true. And the good news is we've got it. We've got it displayed perfectly in our Savior. And then he had the audacity to pour that spirit onto the inside of us. How dare we as followers of Jesus not exemplify the type of love that he modeled for us? Here he is, washing feet. Here he is, carrying his cross. Here he is laying down his life for others. One of my favorite quotes, and I have no idea who said it, and I need to find out because I love this quote. It says, if they come for the innocent and they don't walk over our bodies, then curse be our religion. The idea is the church, the followers of Jesus, we are the ones that stand with a spirit of faith, not a spirit of fear, with a spirit of power, not a spirit of weakness and, and timidity, but a spirit of love that's a weapon and say, well, we'll have your back and you got to come through us if you want to go to the hurting. But also a, a sound mind. I wish I had a ton of time to talk about that. I don't right now because we're all sitting in our PJs and hanging out and, and got, I don't know, pancake syrup on our faces. And I don't, I don't wanna, I wanna take up too much of our time here. But this sound mind is, is incredibly important. It's, it's, it's as if God is letting us know, hey, I, I'm giving you the ability to discern what my will is. And I'm giving you the power to accomplish it. What is it you? God is asking you to do? What steps is he asking you to take? My friends, this is a spirit that you and I are, are walking with. Can I just say this real, real quick too? 
uh, when I talk about a sound mind, because a lot of our minds are going crazy. We got all kinds of thoughts and we're battling all types of insecurities and fears and we have all these different feelings. Um, everything you and I feel is not true, okay? Even though you might feel like they all hate you, it might not be true. If you might, you might feel alone, you might not actually be alone. So I want to encourage you and I not to allow our feelings to be our dictator, but instead to allow the very word of God and the person of Jesus Christ to be the one that establishes our identity. Oh, okay, okay, let, let, me, let me talk about a couple other things that, that I believe we got, that the spirit that we receive, it's, a, it's, a, it's an offensive spirit. Not an offended spirit, but an offensive spirit. In Matthew uh, chapter 28, uh, verses 18 and 19, uh, Jesus says, hey, therefore go into all the world and, and I'm going to be with you and, and I want you to go and share this message, share this gospel and, and let, them, let, let them know about me and baptize people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It, it's beautiful, this verse that he shares. But I love that he says, go. He doesn't say stay. He says, go. He doesn't say hide out on Sundays from the big bad world. He says, go. He doesn't say create some Christian subculture. He says, go. He doesn't say be afraid of the world. He says, go into the world. That's what you and I have been called to do as the followers of Jesus. My friends, we need to stop being, be, don't be afraid that you're going to be infected by the big bad world. Instead, recognize that you and I have been infused with life and power. And when we have been changed and transformed by the person of Jesus Christ and sealed by the Holy Spirit, we are now on mission to go and bring hope and light and love to our world. Go. Our oldest son, uh, Parker, we got three great kids, love all of them, uh, Parker, Grayson, and Elle, but, 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 but Parker, our oldest, just played some paintball the other day, and it's like his second or third time playing paintball, and, and this time uh, they used a higher caliber gun, uh, and they're out there, you know, shooting each other up. I didn't go because I don't want to volunteer for the pain, okay, so I didn't go. But he came back and says, hey, dad, but dad, mom, uh, I think I want to do that for my birthday, which is coming up in January. I think I want to, I want to go out for, paint, for paintball. And he said, it was so much more fun this time because I didn't just hide the whole time. Because last time I just, I was so worried about, about getting hit. And I just kind of hung out behind a tree or a rock or a tire or whatever's out there. And I wasn't, I wasn't as active. He goes, but this time it was so much more fun because I was willing to get out there. And I, I just want you to know, I think that's true about life as well. It's just better to get out there. And I just want to talk to some of you who haven't gotten out there in a long time. You haven't gone to a connect group, haven't trusted anybody in a long time, haven't served anybody in a long time, maybe haven't given any words of encouragement to anyone in a long time because you've been burned time after time after time after time. Maybe not just your 2019 was terrible. Maybe it was your 2015 to 16 to 17 to 18 to 19. And I just want you to know that can kind of train you into thinking you ought not try anymore. But maybe God brought you to this message today to say, son, daughter, it is 
time for you to remember the type of spirit that God gave you. Remember that you are not some person that's supposed to be hiding behind some bush somewhere, but you were called by the God of heaven and he put his stamp on you and put his DNA on the inside of you and changed you and transformed you so you can make a difference in this world. And that doesn't mean your name will be in lights, but it does mean you're on the stage of somebody's life. And you and I have the opportunity to serve and help. I think it was Martin Luther King Jr. that said, anyone can be great because anyone can serve. My friends, let let that be the, the posture that we take. I know my wife and I are trying to live our lives that way. But again, that's that offensive spirit. It's you and I taking ground, being who God has called us to be, doing what God has called us to do with all of these verses. Uh, that we're looking at, all these scriptures uh, that we're, we're looking at here. I, uh, I was thinking about uh, another, another passage of scripture. And, and in, this, in this passage, it's, it's a little bit obscure, okay, for some of us. It's found in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 23. It says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the, through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Why do I share that scripture? It kind of can seem a little bit out of nowhere. But as we're talking about us identifying with who God has called us to be, the type of spirit he's called us to have, I, I, I need you to know that you have access to this right now. Like, like once you and I surrender our hearts and our lives to Jesus, you and I have access to this right now. I, I, uh, I came home, uh, this, is, oh, this is a while ago. A friend dropped me off at home, it's late at night, okay? And uh, I walk up to our front door and I don't have a key. I don't have a key because I'm usually in, in our car and I go in through the garage. Um, but since I didn't drive my car, I didn't, I didn't open up the garage because I didn't have my car, my friend dropped me off. So I go to my front door, I was just texting with my wife, letting her know I'm on my way home. I get to the front door, door's not unlocked. No problem, my kids are in the house, my wife's in the house, uh, they're upstairs. Uh, I guess because I'm knocking and no one's coming to the door. Now it's late, so our little girl, she's four now, but at the time, I don't know, she's maybe three, maybe this is a year ago, three, two. I I don't want to wake her up because parents, you know, you don't want the rest of your night to be ruined. I don't want the rest of my night to be ruined. So I'm doing that little, that little knock, little knock. Well, one minute goes by, knocking, no answer. Two minutes go by. I'm texting my wife. I'm texting my wife. I'm calling my wife. I'm calling my wife. I'm texting my wife. I'm texting my wife. I'm calling my wife. I'm calling my wife. Now here I am, standing in the front. It's 
I don't know, 11 o'clock at night or so, and I'm thinking, hey, I'm thinking my wife's going to come. She knew I was here. What is she doing? Did she go to the bathroom? Where, where's she at? I'm waiting for her to open the door, waiting for her to open the door. She doesn't open the door. Some of you might remember this. I, did, I put this on Instagram. I'm putting timestamps on myself as I'm standing in front of my house, just waiting for someone to come and open the door. I'm knocking. I'm trying to go a little bit louder, but again, I don't want to wake up my daughter, but I'm now getting frustrated. I'm like, come on. Y'all knew I was coming home. Can someone please open up the door for me? No one comes, no one comes, no one comes, no one comes. No, eventually, it's after, I don't know, 12 minutes, 12 long minutes of me standing at the front door. Now I'm starting to think, man, is somebody gonna think I'm trying to rob this place? We got kind of a nice neighborhood here. Who's this guy with the hood on, standing in the front of the house, knocking on the door over and over and over. I'm looking at my neighbors going, hey, no, it's me, it's Earl. I don't go around to the back, because who wants to see some tall dude crawling around to the back of the house at the middle of the night? For sure somebody's gonna call the cops on me. So now I gotta stay in the front, stay in the light. Ha ha, it's me, uh, honey, I'm here. I'm trying to get her to come and open open the door. She does not open the door. Somebody comes down. I don't know who it was. Maybe it was my mom. Came down. I come in. I still love Jesus, but I got to, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so frustrated now. I'm like aggro. I'm like, y'all, you guys knew I was coming home. How? Oh, I'm sorry. We're upstairs. We're watching a movie. It was loud in the room. We had the door closed. I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, I'm giving everybody a hard time, okay? I'm like, I can't believe y'all did this to me. Imagine I did this to you. I would never leave y'all on the front porch. There's a back door that we have at our house. It goes to the garage. My mom is gonna go to the garage real quick to grab something. She opens up the door that leads to the garage and then when she gets into the garage, she sees the garage door wide open, completely open. All I had to do was walk around to the side of my house, look, in, look and see that the garage door was open, I would have gone straight into my house right away. My mother is laughing at me so hard. My wife is laughing at me. My oldest kids are laughing at me. Why are they laughing? Because here I am standing at the front, knocking, thinking there's no way in when the whole time there was a whole nother door wide open that gave me full and complete access. That's why I read that passage of scripture in Hebrews, because there is a new and living way that has been provided by Jesus Christ for me and for you. And life will try to tell you you're locked out. Your past will try to tell you you're locked out. Your faults will try to tell you you're locked out. Your mistakes will try to tell you you're locked out. Shoot, some of your family members will try to tell you you're locked out. But Jesus Christ, by his blood, has provided a whole nother way for you and to enter every ounce of strength and hope and life and purpose and destiny that he has for us. And all you and I have to do is realize we don't go in our old way. We don't go in by money. We don't go in by our behavior. We don't go in by our accolades. We don't go in by the school we graduated from or by the last name that we have. You and I go in because of Jesus Christ getting on that old rugged cross and then him defeating death, hell in the grave and coming out of that grave. Now you you and I can have new life. There's a door wide open for you and for me. It's our identity, my friends, and it was found in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. This is who you are. So what I wanted to do, I'm going to partner with our, our worship team here. 
And I want, I want you just for a moment to sit and I want you to ponder what Jesus Christ has done for you and then see how what Christ has done for you impacts how you see yourself. And this song is going to beautifully put those things together so that you and I will enter boldly and live with full assurance with the spirit that God has given.
Because Jesus paid it all, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. 
and you're alive too in Christ. Because he paid it all, the chains are broken. The scales are on the floor. You and I are made new because of what Jesus Christ has done. Do, do you see? Do you see how his work on the cross totally impacts how you and I see ourselves? Do you see how it can impact how you and I approach our marriages and approach being parents and approach our single life and approach us being students and approach a, a, a company we're trying to get off the ground? There is a spirit of faith. There's an offensive spirit. There's a taken ground spirit. There's a, a spirit of love that you and I can live with because of what Jesus Christ did. Hey friends, I'm, I'm practically all done with this message, but I, I wanted to read this to you, okay? I, want, I wanted to read this. And you're not going to be able to write down notes fast enough. Well, since you're, you're watching this, you can actually rewind it in a second. But, but I, I, want you, I want you to read and I want you to hear these truths, rather. I want you to hear these truths about who you and I are in Jesus Christ. Okay, first and foremost, in Christ, I am accepted. This, this is talking about you and I. I am accepted. I, I am God's child. I have been justified. I have been bought with a price and I belong to God. I am a member of Christ's body. I have been chosen by God and adopted as his child. I have been redeemed and forgiven of all my sins. I am complete in Christ. That's just the first piece. Look at this next one. In Christ, I am secure. I am free from condemnation. I am assured that God works for my good in all circumstances. I am free from any condemnation brought against me, and I cannot be separated from the love of God. I have been established, anointed, and sealed by God. I am confident that God will complete the good work he started in me. I am a citizen of heaven. I have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And last but certainly not least, in Christ, I am significant. I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit. I am God's temple. I, I am a minister of reconciliation for God. I am seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realm. I am God's workmanship. I may approach God with freedom and confidence, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My friends, all of this is our identity in Jesus. All of those scriptures are the truth about who you and I actually are. So why will we walk into 2020 with faith? Why will we walk into 2020 with confidence? Why will we walk into this next season of our lives with our heads held high, our shoulders back? Why will we begin to speak words of hope and life and destiny? Why are we believing God for big things? Why are we trusting him to do exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ask, think, or even imagine? Because this is who we are in Jesus. It's what he provided for us. It's what you and I now have access to. Will you walk through the door? Will you walk through that open door that's been provided by our Savior? I'm sure there's some of us today who are even watching this message, listening to this, and, and you've yet to surrender your heart and your life to Christ. You've yet to, to say, Jesus, I, I want you in the driver's seat of my life. There's many of us who are watching now, and if you're honest with yourself, you're going your own way, doing your own thing. You're in charge of your life. 
and I need you to know, friend, your, your life doesn't make sense until it's surrendered to Christ. And I'm not saying everything gets perfect when you surrender your life to Jesus. That is definitely not the case. But your salvation is secure. And you're made new from the inside out. And you are now aligned with the destiny, the call, and the purpose for which you were born. I'm going to ask everyone to do me a favor, if you wouldn't mind. It might be a little bit unique. but be sitting on a couch or in a bedroom or in the kitchen. But if you wouldn't mind, just bow your heads for a moment. And I'm asking you to bow your head just so you can focus and ask yourself, is my life surrendered to Jesus Christ? Is he first in my life? And if he's not, here is your moment of surrender. If you wouldn't mind, everyone who's, who's watching and listening right now, if you wouldn't mind, just put your hand over your heart. And just, just whisper or, or say this prayer after me. These are some vows, if, if you will, to God, a, a way of you surrendering your heart and your life to him. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. I've gone my own way. But today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Would you give me the power to live for you every day of my life? In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can you lift your heads up for just a moment, friends? And I just want you to know that, that in a moment, you and I are changed and transformed from the inside out. It's a moment of salvation, but hey, it's just the beginning, just the start of a brand new journey. Uh, if you're not a part of a church family, I want to encourage you to make sure you get in part of a, a life-giving, Jesus-centered, uh, community that's going to gonna point you to God and believes the Bible and will encourage you and help you become and even challenge you, help you become all that God has called you to be. Your future is incredibly bright. And, and for those of you who are a part of Shoreline City already, I just want you to know we love you a ton. We're going to see you back next week, okay? We're starting church again, all of our locations, not starting church, we're going to be meeting together because we are the church. You can't really start what we already are, but we're going to be meeting together, gathering together at all of our different locations. Cannot wait to see you there. I've got a message I'm really, really excited about, but I just forgot the title of it, but it was really, really good. I can't remember the title, but it's going to be so much fun. So cannot wait to see you at any of our locations. Hey, we're going to have growth track starting up. Step number one is going to be happening and don't forget, we all still get to be a part of our heaven to earth offering. $700,000 that we're trusting God for. We're going to launch another campus in Dallas. We're going to launch one in Guatemala City. We're going to be uh, pouring some resources into our next generation with our youth and doing some leadership development in our studio building at our White Rock campus. And then we've got all these holiday initiatives. I'm so, so excited that we get the opportunity to give and be a part of what God is doing in the earth. I love you so, so much, church. I cannot wait to see you next week. God bless. Thank you.